This is the Revolution Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gordon. And here we believe that everything ultimately rises and falls on leadership. Here we're going to be sharing with you time-tested principles, giving you practical examples, and sharing relevant stories in order to equip you to lead wherever you are. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Revolution Leadership Podcast. I'm Joe Couch and today I want to talk to you about developing people. When you look at organizations, uh, whether it's in a nonprofit sector or whether it's in the marketplace or, or even in, in levels of leadership or governance, uh, the number one thing that people are really seeking for is to be developed. If you could break out leadership and kind of put it into three components, there's clearly the directive leading part that we're all familiar with. There's the caring for people part. It's knowing and being seen and making sure that they're uh, amply uh, supplied and, and resourced and all that and that you, you care about them more than a number. They're a person. And then there's the developmental piece. And across the board, when you look at organizations, uh, the leading and the caring part come fairly naturally, um, depending on the organization, or they're going to lean one way or the other. They're going to be good at leading or good at taking care of their people or, or, or one of those two. But the piece that's most often um, unattended to is the actual development of a person. So development typically looks like, hey, here's the task, go succeed. Uh, when you have, call me and uh, we'll give you another thing to go succeed at. And it's kind of this series of sink and swim sort of opportunities that are presented to somebody. Uh, the challenge with that is when someone sinks, uh, we don't know what to do or we give them an alternate task and they sink again. They become disillusioned, they're frustrated, they're not being tended to and they continue to move on. And so, so, so many times uh, an organization, you know, depending on uh, the culture of that organization, one of the very familiar challenges for organizations is obviously the attrition of their people. So if you have a high turnover rate or you're continuing to lose people, the cost to your organization becomes astronomical. You're not even talking about the task or making a profit or a difference in your cause. You're just talking about retaining the right people. And one of the number one things that is pointed to again and again and again is for people leaving organizations is that I'm not being developed. Okay. So when we talk about this idea of people development, it is a, it is a, it is a huge concept and it's not just something that intuitively happens in an organization. Uh, much is caught, but there is also much that needs to be taught. And so I'm going to lean into that for just a little bit as we talk about developing people. Uh, when, when you have a new employee or a new hire, uh, one of the questions that obviously you're going to have to define that they're going to ask you is what is my role? What is it that you specifically want me to do? And so I'm going to take role and I'm going to kind of break it apart as an acronym and show you how as you're developing people and you're trying to find the appropriate role for them, um, this actually forms a little bit of a pathway in their development. So you have a new hire or maybe you have already a seasoned employee and you want to hold on to them and you want them to make their greatest contributions, but you're not really sure what the next level is. Um, you know, you've heard of the Peter principles, people will rise to the highest level of their incompetence and remain there. That's frustrating. That's organizational death. So you want to perpetually be developing the people that you have. Some of the greatest organizations in the world do not succeed because they have attracted the highest talent. That is clearly important, but without any shadow of doubt, some of the most successful organizations in the world, what they do is they're committed to the development of their people. And if your people are constantly being developed and increased, their satisfaction is higher, their productivity is higher, and your organization as a whole continues to grow and increase in influence. 
So again, let's go back to this. What is my role? What is the developmental harness that you're placing me in to increase my capacity to contribute? So if we break that apart, I'm going to make it an acronym and we're going to start something like this. If you could imagine uh, a pyramid and, and it was separated into four levels and we took the word role and wrote it out across those four levels, the base level would be R, the second level would be O, the third level would be L, and the final uh, apex of that pyramid would be E. So let me break those down for you a little bit. That base level is responsibility. So what are the core things that I'm actually responsible to fulfill? So you as a leader, you, you detail those. This is what I'm asking you to do. This is what it looks like done well. I'm going to help you along the way. Uh, these are the core responsibilities. So in any job, there are clearly the defined things that you're accountable for in that job. Uh, as time goes on, or sometimes for lack of clarity, there are peripheral things, or there are things that are contiguous or connected in some way um, that a person can move into. And, and sometimes they end up spending time um, vesting themselves in things that are not really core essentials that are defined by their job. So when I say responsibilities, I'm saying, what are the things that you are directly accountable for to your leadership? Not interests, not peripheral, not uh, contiguous things, but just what are the base things that I'm responsible to fulfill to my leadership? So when, when, when you look at that base of, uh, that, that base foundation in terms of development of a person, the first place we start is by giving them specific responsibilities. So when we see that they're studying those responsibilities well, and there's clear growth, we extend, number two level, opportunities to them. You've been doing this well, so now I'm going to extend a second opportunity for you. So this might be in your spare time, it might be in the extra margin, it might be um, in, in a window that's in addition to what you're already doing, but I want you to have the opportunity to step into this additional space and learn something new or to increase in your value. So as time goes on, they're taking advantage of that opportunity. And as they begin to get a hold of it and they're stewarding it well, opportunities, uh, they, they come out of your responsibilities. They come out of what you're committed to. So as you're stewarding an opportunity well, inevitably, you're going to continue to rise and influence the opportunity. So as you become an excellent steward of that opportunity, it actually makes way for you to make increasing decisions under that umbrella of whatever that opportunity is. So what I'm saying is an opportunity done well gives you the chance to lead in that new space. So over time, now you're taking on uh, some sort of decision. And when we say leadership, um, we're talking about making decisions on behalf of other people. Okay. When, so so you're, you're, you're taking advantage of this opportunity, you're doing it well, and you begin to have additional um, capacity that's given to you or additional responsibilities that are given to you because now you are leading in that particular uh, realm. As you lead well, inevitably, it opens up the opportunity for you to move into that fourth level, which is the area of expertise, or sometimes we'll say enthusiasm. So if you could imagine everyone has 10 skills or, or seven skills, there's really one or two that are really their areas of passion, their expertise, or their areas of enthusiasm. So our goal in developing people is to get as many of our people as heavily weighted toward their area of expertise. We all want to be doing things we're passionate about, that we're gifted about. There's high productivity that energizes. So your goal is to move people through the, those four levels, beginning with the responsibility into the opportunity, um, moving them into places of leadership as they steward uh, those opportunities well. And finally, as they're stewarding their leadership well, it opens up doors for them to focus on just the areas of expertise. Okay, so let me shape this for you, flesh it out just a little bit. 
If I took an example um, of, let's look at just, there's, say there's an employee that's gotten a job uh, at a coffee shop and they're beginning to work and they come in and maybe they're working at a Starbucks and, and, and the manager says, okay, here's your initial responsibilities. I want you to sweep the floor, I want you to clean the bathrooms, and I want you to make sure that the shelves are stocked, okay? So they begin with a clear-cut responsibilities to be done within this time and they begin fulfilling those responsibilities. As they steward those things well, well, the manager might say something like this. You're doing a really great job. The floors are clean. The shelves are stocked. The bathrooms are looking great all the time. I would love you to take the opportunity to maybe in the margin learn how to run the latte machine. Okay. So now you're beginning to step up to this next space because the responsibilities are being fulfilled consistently and regularly. You step up this next space and now you go, okay, I want you to learn how to run a latte and make um, all sorts of delicious godsend drinks to humanity. And uh, here's how you do an espresso. Here's how you do, um, you know, mochiata. Here's how you, and you're beginning to learn. As they steward that opportunity well, they begun, they begin to become excellent in that new opportunity. Okay. So they were fulfilling all the stocking, wiping the floors, cleaning the bathrooms. And now they've moved into this opportunity where they're learning how to use the latte machine. All right. So as they do this well over time, manager comes back and goes, listen, you're doing an excellent job on this particular thing with the latte machine. Would you train this other employee that came in that's going to move in this position? Okay, so now they have just been asked to exercise influence on behalf of somebody else. That's a leadership step. So now they've moved from just the responsibility into the opportunity. They've stewarded the opportunity well. It's made way for them to lead, i.e. you've attained a certain measure of success. We want you to share or to show someone else how to obtain that same level of success. Okay. In time, the store director manager comes to that same employee and says, you're doing a fantastic job. Um, the floors are clean. The bathrooms are doing fantastic. The um, uh, shelves are all stocked. You have trained uh, seven different people how to effectively run uh, the latte machine. Maybe the front cash register is another opportunity you've taken advantage of, learned to lead. And they go, listen, we want you to uh, be a manager at this store. Okay. So now we want you to begin to focus in on not just a leadership responsibility, but we want you to begin to focus in on what you do really, really well, okay? So as the manager, there are certain things you have to do, but there are other spaces or margin that you get to determine what are you gonna do at that time? How are you going to best apply that time? And obviously the goal is to function in your highest areas of gifting and productivity. That's what every owner, that's what every senior leader wants, that's what everybody wants to see their employees or staff doing, functioning in their highest area of giftings. Uh, talents and abilities. So as the store owner, you might go, listen, uh, you've done a fantastic job with these areas. Uh, I now want you to oversee this operation and I want you to focus on doing the things that only you can do, fundamental leadership principle. I want you to focus on doing the things that only you can do where we see the highest area of gifting and productivity in your contributions. Those are your area of expertise, which usually will ally with your areas of enthusiasm or your passion, those things that you're naturally gifted at, not just good at, but there's actually a passion behind it. So again, how do we look at this when we zoom out? We look at role. What's my role? And I'm looking at a context for developing people. Number one, I want to assign clear responsibilities. When they're stewarding those responsibilities well, number two, I'm going to expose or make sure that they have XYZ additional opportunities to increase in their growth. As they're stewarding those opportunities well, through time, it makes evaluation feedback, it makes way for them to begin to exercise some level of leadership in that particular opportunity. 
through time. As they exercise leadership well, they increase in their responsibility, areas of authority that they have, and eventually they get to begin to offload some of the things that are not maybe their highest giftings. Maybe they're no longer cleaning the bathroom or mopping the floor. Maybe now they're focusing on the development of their employees and their other capacities, and they spend most of their time in people development, and they are no longer um, mopping the floor. Maybe they want to, as a leadership move, hang on to some of those core responsibilities, be in the trenches with the people, but they get to allocate the majority of their time towards the things that are their highest expertise or areas of gifting. Now, where does this often go wrong? Often it goes wrong, whether you're talking about um, in a local Starbucks or whether you're talking about maybe in a church, you see somebody who has a high area of gifting, or they really, really want to, they want to uh, be on the, uh, let's say, going back to the Starbucks analogy, if they wanted to be on the latte machine, but you give them a core responsibility and they're not stewarding the shelves or mopping the floors well, but because they want this so bad or because there's gifting, we promote them in a gifting without making sure that the character foundation is actually built beneath the gifting. What happens is over time is the people to the left and the right, they begin to know, well, yeah, they, they might be really great at doing that task, but they don't demonstrate the commitment, the uh, time, the discipline to be excellent at the base responsibilities. So now what you create in your organization is actually a contempt for the people that are promoted because it's based purely on gifting and not on fulfilling core responsibilities, which others are presumably attempting to also do. So uh, you see this all the time uh, in local church. It's almost kind of a joke. Uh, you have the purple hair kid that's leading worship and somebody else is asking, hey, why in the world does that person get to be a part? And, you know, uh, maybe the youth pastor shruggishly admits, well, they're really talented and they're fantastic and they're great. And somebody else is saying, yeah, but they have no moral character. Uh, what are you doing? You're communicating to people that the foundation, um, the base, the responsibility level is not important. And obviously, a man, a missionary years ago, Jim Elliott, said that the quality of the work is determined, determined by the character of the worker. The quality of the work is determined by the character of the worker. What enables you to make long-term successful contributions in your areas of gifting and in areas of leadership are when you have a solid character foundation in place. How do you establish that character foundation? By starting with core responsibilities that yield opportunities that stewarded well, give way for leadership, that again stewarded well, make way for you to function in those highest areas of giftings. Okay, let's pause, zoom out, summarize. What's the big idea? We want to develop people well in our organizations. The organizations that succeed don't always have the best talent at any given time, but they're constantly moving people up. They're constantly increasing their capacity. We want to develop people. How do we do that? We start by asking the question, what's my role? What is role? It's a responsibility that yields to stewarded well, an opportunity that opens the way for leadership that eventually makes room for them to function in their highest areas of gifting and expertise. When we promote through those corridors, not skipping over them because of a gifted person or because of a passion that someone might have, when we promote through those corridors, we're ensuring that the foundation of character is there what actually enables the sustaining of the contribution that someone wants to make in their area of gifting. When we don't, we see it time and again, people destroy with their character what they have built with their gifts. 
I'll say it again. People destroy with their character what they have built with their gifts. Translation, very low attrition, high employee turnover, contempt for other people, for one another in the workplace because that person moved up because they had this gifting or this uh, particular passion, but there was not the character or the clear discipline or the level of stewarding responsibilities before they were promoted. So a little story, maybe kind of just to shape this, uh, I'm going to use my own life um, and share share a story as as a younger man. My father owned a number of different companies, um, and I had the obviously the privilege and the opportunity to work for him. And I remember that um, he was working on a job. He was a contractor, uh, ran an electrical company, was working on a job a few hours away, and I did not like the idea of leaving friends and staying uh, in the hotel near the job site during the weekend. So every day I would drive back and forth to the job two hours each morning. So I was not disciplined at that time in my life and was perpetually late. And I remember one morning I showed up again for the nth time late and my father had always told me, you're not getting different treatment or uh, preference just because you're my son. You're going to get treated just like everybody else, probably going to be harder for you than other people. So it came to his attention for the second or third time. And uh, I remember climbing up on top of a roof a couple hours away at uh, a place where, where he was working and talking to him. And in short, my father told me, uh, son, you're fired. And him firing me was one of the best things that ever happened in my life. And then he went on to give an explanation. And he said, son, you're gifted. You have areas of expertise and passion. And you have significant contributions to make in life. But right now, you're struggling to fulfill base responsibilities that will shape the foundation that you're going to need to make sustainable contributions in the long run for your life. I've seen many men like you. I have fired many men like you. And I don't want you to become that. So you have a significant choice you're going to have to make before you lean into or try to ride off into the sunset on the areas that you're passionate about. You have to steward this long, dark, in-between well. Pay attention to the base responsibilities. And in time, those will yield opportunities out of which you will lead. And eventually, you will move into your areas of expertise. Otherwise, you will destroy with your character what you've built with your gifts. All right, I hope this has been helpful for you. Remember, everything rises and falls on leadership. That's why we're committed to enabling leaders and increasing their capacity to succeed. If this has been helpful, please like it, share it, subscribe to it. And uh, we'll be thrilled to offer you uh, more content as we continue to move forward. Remember that banners are hailed at the beginning and medals are awarded at the end, but leaders are forged in the long dark in between. If you're leading, you're taking the greatest risk. Thank you so much for being a part of the Revolution Leadership Podcast, and we'll talk to you next time.